Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna watch this movie. Neil Jones. What the fuck? 98. Ah! It's ours. Hey <laughs> yo, hey yo, regardless of rain or snow, sleet or hail, I kick street tails, choking niggas like I'm free well. Golden State, holding your face in the palm of my hand, blow you away like it's part of the plan. I gotta call it like I see it, talking like I be it, walking my walk, thugged out, orthopedic, cause I'm soon to be up. Give me room, watch me heat up. Niggas try to stick me like I'm too Louima, follow the leader. Make me go extra hard Yo, Norris, should I hold back or show the repertoire? Quit at 16 or throw an extra ball Just for the non-believers I show them why it's so hard to reach us I get pussy with my father's speeches Puff heavily, see me at 6'1 Weigh a buck 70 Catch me in spots, y'all niggas never be Packed in, like Green Bay, Harlem week to Queen Day Performing acapella, no DJ 98 live, no replay Make it seem easy So tell a friend and tell a friend that it's them again Nature, no wow Champagne on the rocks, pouring the Fort Knox, Lazarus, shark salad with carrots, pork chops and applesauce, twin connection, disrespect and watch your body cave and pump the shoddy gauge and hit the shorty wadi potty trainer, I ain't playing, I'm truly the worst, to be the first to get his whole body fully reversed, Uzi your hurts, leave you double dead, I'm a bubble head, I never listen to nothing my mother said, and yo I hold niggas ransom for money like Johnny Handsome, the son of niggas so long, I think I got a grand so my passion is money, a stash and a honey that won't ask no questions, but don't blast anybody, that's my kind of girl Kind of world I wanna live in, not a cell Or a prison or in hell, so I'm getting just a little ghetto Where my niggas control the middle and know the riddles of life For others no only get little Rich places, sick places See my story, 6,666 pages Wages, I wrote six aces And at the same dice game, I caught six cases All over big faces, now I tip laces Ready to dig faces, but the banging ain't a bit spacious Niggas building up their rib cages, cats like the rib places, bloody lip cases. The gym is a big racist, but I stand for the big places. But the world know your girl though, I fuck her off a furlough. Should be up, put me up, all your sales could be luck. Only question for these ducks is baby girl, could we fuck? You the type that need a wife. I thought L.U.X. told y'all to keep the light. Asshole, y'all don't play around, I lay it down. Fuck around, I spray around. Flick a biscuit, nigga risk it. My ass, yo, kick it. Ain't no niggas in the world, you know, thorough than this. Bust off and sit the hot barrel dead on your lips like two thirds of a brick. Panero and kiss the crystal white fluffy parts that'll come back quick. See, the plan is to stash y'all, cash y'all. So we so strong, they gotta put it in glass jars. Niggas try to smoke me out, then smoke me out. The rims on my new joint be poking out. I'm about to have no feelings. Shit is deep. Do they dance with the devil when they sleep? I wake up gripping the air, wishing to hear shit that they kick in your ear when your soul drifts in the air. My gift is half rotten when I spit it to tear. I should have dropped down my eye. I'm tired to cry. And I ain't never seen a nigga that's too live to die. They say you get what you ask for. Get it cause you ask for it. A nigga ain't a thief then he better have the cash for it. And we gon' be around till your body rot. And if the feds brung us in, we get the same time God he got. Yo, let's get loose, and if you straight, with tomato juice, 
leaving fines up to individual state athletic commissions, according to Senior Vice President of Public Relations, Dave Scholl. Uh, the language that is located in the anti-doping policy uh, allows the promotion to levy fines in the future, however. So for right now, uh, Lesnar and, and Jones will not face fines from the UFC, but they can likely face uh, sanctions by the um, by the state athletic commissions as well as the ADA. Uh, story number two has to do with a longtime recognizable figure uh, in terms of, of football analysts on on television. Uh, that would be former uh, football player himself, Tom Jackson, who has spent the past 28 seasons as one of the most insightful and recognizable NFL analysts on television. But there is a strong likelihood that Jackson will not return to ESPN's Sunday NFL countdown, according to, a, uh, according to the Daily News. An NFL TV source which who spoke on the condition of anonymity said that, quote, he's still weighing his options. This will be Tommy's call. It's up to him. Tommy's driving the train on this one. The situation is fluid. Now, the source also said that the 65-year-old former, uh, former player has been contemplating his TV future for quite a while. Uh, another industry source has said that uh, the odds of Jackson returning to ESPN after this season are very, very long, saying, quote, my guess is he is going to leave. Um, the sources could not confirm if the brass at ESPN wanted to remove Jackson from his Sunday countdown post and asked him to move to another platform. Now, considering the stature that he has at ESPN, and the respect that he has received, along with the accolades that he has received, it stands to reason that he could be given another role, uh, another role on another ESPN NFL show. Now, Jackson was a three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro linebacker, and an integral part of Denver Bron- of the Denver Bronco defense that was known as the Orange Crush. And many people know that. He was also a very familiar uh, face when it came to the NFL's uh, end, uh, end of the show, end of the um, day show uh, with Chris Berman. So if he um, if he does decide to follow the career, it will uh, definitely it will definitely be be a very very shocking and a very sad. Uh, subtraction to ESPN's uh, broadcasting uh, staff. Uh, so, yeah, we're hoping that that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Uh, and finally, the story that I was going to lead off with has to do with late BMX biker Dave Mira. Uh, everybody uh, who's heard knows that uh, Mira suffered, uh, committed suicide via a self-inflicted gunshot wound back on February the 4th. Well, it has been revealed that the former iconic BMX biker was found to have suffered from chronic traumatic encephalopathy, also known as CTE, which is the same brain disease that was diagnosed in a number of former football players, uh, including the late Junior Seau, who also committed suicide, and the late Kenny Stabler, uh, who passed away from cancer. 
Uh, Mira is said to be the first extreme sport athlete to be diagnosed with CTE. Now, most scientists do believe that the uh, that CTE is the result of repeated or concussive hits to the head. The concern is that each time the head takes a pounding, it shakes the brain inside the skull. Uh, that sort of uh, jarring can lead to uh, a buildup of, of an abnormal protein called tau, which can take over parts of the brain. Uh, many people say CTE can re uh, result in Alzheimer-like uh, Alzheimer's disease-like symptoms, including memory loss, rage, and uh, mood swings. Uh, Mira's wife, Lauren, said in a statement after the, uh, the diagnosis was publicly announced, quote, we would like to thank our family, friends, and the overwhelming number of Dave's fans who have supported us during this difficult time. We ask for your continued support in honoring Dave's legacy and for your patience as we plan to create a platform for CTE awareness and research. Uh, and that is your quick three uh, for this evening. Uh, right here on the Skybox again, and if you want to use, uh, if you want to get on the Lyft app and request a ride, use my code, the Champ twenty eight eighty two. You get a twenty dollar credit on your uh, on your first ride. Go ahead and use Lyft. It's, it's definitely worth it. Well, all right, man. That was the quick three. Oh man, where do we begin? How about the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ceremony? <sighs> well, why don't we we can start with foot? We can start with uh, wrestling. I mean, there was so much to happen in wrestling this week that that would be a great place to start. Honestly, it would be. I just want to get this out of the way real quick. Oh, is this your rant? Nah. This is nowhere near the rant. Rant will possibly come after football. Okay. Oh man. So it's official. Ken Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Piazza are officially enshrined in Cooperstown. Hey, hey, well deserved from those two individuals. Both of those guys were amazing players. Uh, during their time in the league, and neither one of them had any controversies with uh, steroids or performance-enhancing drugs or anything like that. So, well-deserved for those two guys, especially Junior. I've I mean, followed Junior pretty much yeah. his entire career almost. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, it's very, ha I'm very happy to see that they're in. I mean, honestly, both guys did deserve it. I mean, those, I mean, you cannot deny neither career. Both both careers have been stellar. They have been nothing less than amazing. Nothing less of amazing. Congratulations again to Mike Piazza and Ken Griffey Jr. I watched you, both of you uh, as a kid playing baseball. Now I'm a grown man <laughs> seeing y'all get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Amen. Amen. As I said, well-deserved for those two guys of uh, – you know, Griffey has killed, you know, he's killed the, the Orioles plenty of times in his playing career, and I watched it, but for the most part, like I said, I was proud to, to see it, and, and I was proud to watch him play. He was a great player, and a very, you know, very humble individual as well. Yeah, 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to wrestling, the wrestling side of things. Oh, this past Sunday goodness. was yeah. WWE Battleground. This event was hosted at the Verizon Center, which I was in tennis, which I was in tennis at. But I was about I was about five blocks away on 12th Street. <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying yeah, that sweet life. But uh, man, what did you think about the pay per view overall? I mean, honestly, overall, I thought it was a cool event. I mean, I didn't get to watch every match. But for the matches I did see, I mean, they were good matches. The match of the night to me, though, it had to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. That match right there, like, I mean, it was, it was beyond personal. This match will go down as one of the best matches of this year. Easily. That should have been the main event for real. But let's move on. Man, did I did I guess who uh, Sasha Banks' uh, tag team partner was going to be? Yeah, you guessed it. I mean, it was the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. I mean, that's how I was able to guess it though. Yeah. The writing. Because I mean, I figured okay, Bailey didn't get drafted, so apparently they had. Other plans for Bailey. I got a question for you though, Chills. You were inside the What's Verizon that? Center. You were inside the Verizon Center. I was watching. How loud did it get when her music hit? 
because it sounded really loud on the on the telecast. How loud did it get? Oh, it fucking erupted. <laughs> I'm sure it erupted. Like, it, I mean, I can't describe it. I mean, I think she she had the loudest ovation out of anyone. I mean, I, I just can't. You can't describe it. I mean, so it was like social music hit. People saw it. I was like. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, though, I was like, I was actually like, as soon as Sasha Banks came out, I was like, all right, come on, Bailey. Come on, Bailey. Bring that ass out here. As soon as her music hit, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) This is going to be interesting. Honestly, I thought that was a good match, too. I'm not going to take nothing away from it. I mean, I was I knew who I knew who were Pope, who were tag team partners was going to be, and it was good seeing Sasha get the win that led her. Well, we won't talk about that. We're going to talk about that after we finish the pay per view. Let's see right. another exciting match from Battleground. Hmm. The New Day versus the Wyatt. That was an interesting match. <laughs> That was definitely an interesting match. Even the part where Xavier froze up for a minute before he just went ham on Bray. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I, I like wish that... that uh, I, honestly, I like the match. I wish that we would get at least one more match between the two teams. I mean, actually, have a real series against the New Day and the Wyatt. I mean, it will be. I think it would have been more interesting. But that didn't ha- That won't happen. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Cena and Enzo and Kaz versus the Club. That was another very interesting matchup. Uh, I love, dude. I love Enzo on the mic. Like, dude, I, I love it. I love it. He said, I mean, they really know, gave him a segment. <laughs> like he said that even they're the Mount Rushmore G's. He was like, even though there's only three of them, you got seen in the ring that makes us four G's. We're we're well connected. How you doing? I was like, bruh. I was like, bruh. Man. Nice. And then he said, you can't DC me. I was like, bruh. Bar. I was like, oh, my God. That was a cheap prop. <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad at it, but, yeah. I mean, it was, it was right. funny. It was a nice segment. I mean, I'm mad these fools actually got a five-minute segment before the clip came out. And I'm like, really? They just want to let Enzo really t- have his moment. I mean, that was possibly the best part of that entire match to me. Yeah, I, I like that match. Uh, like I said, that segment definitely kicked it up a notch. And, you know, get, with Cena getting the victory uh, over AJ and then the club going their separate ways, you know. You know, you kind of figured that was what was going to happen, given the fact, you know, given the fact that the wires were splitting up and they won. So, you know, it was almost conventional wisdom that it was going to, go the other direction with them, but uh, still it was a good, you know, good match, good good storytelling. 
for the most part. It was, it was a good match. Oh, man. All right, what's the next? Okay. Let's see. We had the second, we had the highlight reel with Jericho and uh, Randy Orton. Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. That shade that Randy Orton threw at, at, at Lesnar, like, I. <laughs> it only takes one RKO to take him to Viperville. No enhancement needed. I was like, bruh. Like, bruh. Are you serious with me right now? Did he really just say that? I was like, what? I'm actually looking forward to that match at SummerSlam. We have plenty of time to talk about that, but I am really looking forward to that match at SummerSlam. That's going to be the whole show for me, even though it's going to get some great matches already added. But that match right there, it just stands out on its own. But uh, let's, move, let's also, what other match? I'm trying to think of what the other matches from the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, uh, the Natty, main event. Natty versus, Natty versus, oh, Natty uh, versus Becky Lynch. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I that, think that that was supposed that was supposed to be my cigar break. Damn. That was a cigar break. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really didn't care too much for that one. Right. But you know, it is what uh, it is. They did you know, we'll move on from that. Moving on. Yeah. Uh and then you uh, had, uh, how do you feel about the main event? Well, first of all, we got to talk about the two other championship matches, the U.S. Uh, championship match and the Intercontinental oh, championship That's matches right. That's right. that took exactly place. Uh, yeah, Rusev retained over Zack Ryder in a, what was a good match, and uh, Miz retained, kept the championship via disqualification over uh, that Darren was Young. That was some bull. That was some bull. That was some BS. That was some BS. That was some bull. It's funny, though. Here's a funny story. Here's a funny story about that Dur- that Darren Young versus uh, the Miz match. Everyone in the suite was ready to chant "Black Lives Matter" if Darren Young would have won the IC title. Oh my God! <laughs> guess who? Guess who would have started that runoff? Ooh, you. Me. That. Yeah, that was, that was actually my idea to do it. I was like, you know what? If Darren Young wins, we gonna chant "Black Lives Matter." Is a part of a celebration. But honestly, uh, I, I, I'm not. I mean, watching Bob Backley be Bob Backley was entertaining to me. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm still trying to figure out after he took his shirt on, shirt off, why was the suspender still on? But anyway, hey, none of my business. <laughs> Watching Bob man, Backley just flip out, man. That I ain't gonna lie, that was comical. No, I'm gonna need WWE Darren not Young, to have him do that. Watching Darren Young do the hands thing that Bob Backley used to do back uh, in the in the late '80s, early '90s, that killed me. I was like, oh my god, that took me back, dude. Dude, that took me back. I loved it. It was awesome. Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm starting to like this uh, make Darren Young great again gimmick. Cause I mean, you have you have the charisma of Bob Backlund, and you could really see Darren Young is really starting to look better and starting to get a little, a lot more TV time. 
And I like how he 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 took the crossface chicken wing. That's his new finisher. That might, that might be a good investment for him. Because honestly, he is slowly winning over the fans. He is slowly that going over. That chicken wing, though. That crossface chicken wing. I love the crossface chicken wing. That's a great submission hole. Heck yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard, it's, once it's really locked in, it's hard to get out of. Because, I mean, it, it hurts you in more than one place. Uh, but that, uh, but the Rusev match, I, I wasn't surprised how that ended. I mean, I pretty much called it for for the at the end where it looked like Zack Ryder was about to try to break the uh, accolade. Yeah, Rusev just said, "Where you going, bro?" And fell I all the one. way back. Yeah. Um. Uh. From the suite, I was like, "Okay, that like it really hurts." Go ahead, tap Zack. Right. Go ahead and tap. We will not judge you, my friend. Because <laughs> at least your back can go that. At least, at least you, your back can go that far back. I think I'd have broke my. I think something would have broken on me halfway. Right. But it, you know, it is what it is, brother. Uh, now we got to talk about the main event: Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. Can you please tell me how loud was the booze when Roman Reigns needed the kick? Because it sounded like it was fucking deafening booze. Okay, okay. Um, I don't mean to disappoint you. But I actually left before the main event. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I had, I had to leave. Um, however, <laughs> the center that is DC and DC don't like booty hair Reigns. Oh, they let him have it. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, that he actually like was able thing. to make it to the ring. Like, if if the Bulls got any louder, every TV would evaporate. Yeah, it sounded like it to me but, when, I, when I was watching. But uh, honestly, uh, at this point, I think a lot of people are somewhat surprised that Dean Ambrose is still your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> well, I did well, say I mean, SmackDown was going to get a World Heavyweight title. <laughs> yep. Yep, they did. They got it. Uh, that's going to lead us to our discussion about Raw and SmackDown Live in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, Dean Ambrose walking out with the championship was kind of a surprise because there was a lot of talk that uh, he was going to end up dropping it, but I guess they feel as though he can run with it on SmackDown Live, so they let him keep it, yeah. and uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, that leads us to the Raw that took place the following night on uh, on the USA Network, the new era of Raw, led by uh, Stephanie McMahon and, and Mick Foley. And uh, the big announcement mm-hmm. that they made at the beginning of the show, Oh man, yes! It was a huge announcement. A new Universal Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Universal Championship. Like, 
I'm 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 stuck on that. Like I'm I'm not knocking the name of the title. I'm just shocked that they use use Universal. But let's actually talk about how everything got established. How we got a uh, number one, how uh, we have a number one contender for the title of SummerSlam. Well, Seth Rollins had to buy, but you know we're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about. Go into too much detail. Yeah, we're not. But yes, uh, it was what two series of fatal four way matches. Where the winner of both of the fatal four way four way matches will meet later in the main event on Monday Night Raw. Monday Night was also the debut of Can I get a drum roll? Can I get a drum roll? Can I get a drum no no a former NXT champion, Finn Balor. He made his Monday Night Raw debut last uh, last Monday, and he was in one of the Fatal Four Way matches, which he won and faced Roman Reigns in the main event. Now, for those who didn't who didn't catch Monday Night who didn't catch Monday Night Raw, the main event was Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Winner gets a title shot at the WWE. Universal Championship at SummerSlam. And Finn Balor won. That was a shock. What are your thoughts? What are your that, thoughts that besides was that was a shock? <laughs> like, I did not, I did not under any circumstances think that the WWE was going to pull the trigger that quick on putting uh, Finn Balor almost on main event status on Raw. I did not say. I honestly figured when I saw that Roman Reigns was in that main event against Finn, I figured uh, Finn about the job. It's going to be Roman versus Seth at SummerSlam, you know, for, for the Universal Championship, whatever. But when Finn won, when Finn got the coup de grace and beat Reigns clean, I was like, I was, I was, I was, I gotta admit, I was kind of shocked. I mean, a part of that is, you know, Reigns just came back from his suspension for uh, popping for popping the fist or and violating uh, the wellness policy. But I mean, like I said, I just pop Molly, he's sweating. That. Pop Molly, he's sweating. Right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I don't mean to poke fun at someone's misery. Right. But I just, I just. Papa Molly, did he's not... wet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't, okay, I can't get that out of my head now. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, but I just, I just did not, I just did not think that Finn was going to get that push right away. I mean, granted, he has earned that by his work in NXT. I mean, he was the longest reigning NXT champion in that, that, um, in, in NXT history. I mean, 292 days as champion. Uh, putting on great, great matches. Uh, so he did deserve it. But, man, I just did not think they were going to pull the tri- that trigger so quickly. Honestly, I'm glad that they did. I mean, one, it's the best way to kick off this new era that they've been promoting for a minute. Why not kick it off by pushing your newest star to the main roster? 
I mean, some people might say it's too soon. We just let them have a day, a real debut match, but that's that. Balor is a proven wrestler, more proven than booty hair Roman Reigns. So to see Finn Balor win was huge. I mean, I was hoping they was going to win, and I'm glad that he did win. I mean, I wanted to see Kevin Owens get that shot, but uh, I guess I'll be waiting for that. Honestly, though, I, I think that that's a good move for the WWE, despite what Vince Russo said. But who really cares about Vince Russo? I mean, this is the guy that booked David Arquette to win a title. But honestly, I I think it was a good move. It was the right move for the direction that they're trying to go in. Plus, that main event, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the Universal title. Shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money. Exactly. It's a match that can actually compete and give it takes some of some of the attention away from Orton versus Lesnar. It won't take much, but it can actually compete for compete peak for that high profile type match. Because for a lot of people, this is a dream match, and people will be looking forward to it. Also. This past Monday night, we crowned a new women's champion. Oh, dude. That's right. Shout out, shout out to Sasha Banks, man. Shout out to Sasha Banks. God damn it. That was a, that was, that due was. To, due to the fact that the boss, the boss, Sasha Banks, made Charlotte Tap on Sunday at Battleground, she was given a title shot for the women's title Monday, on Monday Night Raw where she made Charlotte tap out again. Congratulations congratulations to uh, Sasha Banks. I was rooting for you. I'm glad that you won a belt. You will be a great women's champion. It was about time to get that belt off of Charlotte. (laughs) Because honestly, I I was really starting to grow tired of her. She just got stale to me. But, I mean, I'm looking yeah. at it like that was a really a great match. <laughs> that might, that match itself might have been the match of the night from Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yes, uh, I got to tell you, uh, those two women put it, left it all in the ring. Uh, they pulled out a lot of moves, pulled out a lot of stops. The fact that Dana Brooke was taken out of the equation, leaving it to be a one-on-one, just made it that much better to watch the Yo. match. Uh, and it was, just, it, it was just amazing to watch. Kudos to Sasha Banks for pulling the old Eddie Guerrero. Dude, <laughs> I loved it. I loved, I loved it. it. When did, when she did yeah, that. I, I was it. like, was oh, awesome. yeah. She learned, she learned that from Latino Heat. Oh, man. 
Viva La Raza. But I mean, I'm proud though. I'm actually shocked though that it will put a match of that caliber on Monday Night Raw instead of putting it on a, on a pay per view. I guess they didn't want to wait till SummerSlam for Charlotte to drop the belt. But it, I mean, I'm just shocked that they gave that match for free. They took a page out of uh, Eric Bischoff's book. But the difference is they actually had matches set for the pay-per-view that will steal the show, opposed to giving away the main event match on Monday night for free and having nothing for the pay-per-view. Now... Anything else for Monday Night Raw you want to bring up, or no, you want to go straight, straight to SmackDown Live? We can go straight okay. to SmackDown Live, which is, you know, which also ushered in their new era. Uh, they had themselves a battle royal to determine who was going to be joining five other superstars in a six-pack challenge to determine who was going to be the number one contender for uh, Dean Ambrose's uh, championship, the WWE, now known as the WWE World Championship. Uh, it's no longer the WWE Championship, formerly the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, now the World Heavy World Championship. Uh, and the Battle Royal saw uh, Apollo Crews uh, emerge victorious. Uh, and... I mean, I got to say, it's about time. I mean, y'all brought this dude up with all this hype, and then he kind of fell off. But now you kind of, you know, you kind of give him that little bit of a nudge by, you know, putting him in a main event match with some good, you know, very good caliber individuals and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a good move there by the, by the E to, you know, give him, give him that little bit of a shine there. Uh, on the first SmackDown li- on the, the the second SmackDown Live uh, and the first after the brand extension. Yeah, honestly, I was glad to see Apollo finally get that real push after all the hype. I think he's still missing he's still missing that one piece to get him over, which is possibly a, either a good manager or someone to really give him a gimmick that shows off his charisma. But going into the six-pack challenge, in that match we saw Apollo Crews, Dolph Ziggler. We also, ooh, hold up. We saw Brian Corbin, AJ Styles. That's four. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, forgot all forgot all about Bray. Wow. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I think Cesaro was the sixth. Yeah. So, wait, is Cesaro Raw or SmackDown? I can't remember. He's Raw. Yeah, so no, Zara he was, he was part of the he's part of one of the fatal four ways and to, to go on to the uh main event there, so no. I can't remember who the sixth person was, but uh, that was a good, okay, that was a good match. It was, it, was, it was all over the place, that match. 
But hey, uh, it, it, I mean, it, oh, hey, John Cena, John Cena. How could we forget oh, about John one. Cena? Bad one. <sighs> but overall, yeah, it was a good match, though. I mean, you can't take nothing from it. But before we I was talk surprised about, that Dolph Ziggler won it, though. <laughs> but yo, before we talk about the uh, the the that six pack challenge and the winner. How about the announcement that was made on SmackDown Live? The return of one of the most pure athletes to grace the WWE ring. A former U.S. champion. A former Intercontinental champion. A former Tag Team champion. And has gone all over the world and has been successful. The one and the only Shelton effing Benjamin, dude. Now, that was a huge announcement. That was a very huge announcement. Uh, the fact that Shelton is returning to SmackDown Live next week, it was huge. I mean, I see SmackDown is really trying to step their game up. Hopefully, Shelton will be more than just the guy that push, that puts over new, uh, new and younger talent. But the WWE has been missing a talent like Shelton's for a while. Also, Speaking of returns, during a an, uh, solid promo from Heath Slater demanding why he was, well, talking about why he wasn't drafted and, and demanding why he should be in the main event six-pack challenge. During that promo, as it was ending, another wrestling legend made his return to the WWE. The man they call Rhino. Yeah. He gored Heath Slater out of his shoes. And the sad part is, I actually enjoyed that promo. I enjoyed that promo. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the first time that Heath Slater. It was the one time that he actually separated himself from. Being at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was definitely something entertaining. Definitely, it was like something very surprising. Uh, you know, so it was it was definitely fun to watch. But you know, Rhino has just you know made his return uh, a few months ago, but was down at NXT. Uh, so this is actually his official. Um, this is actually his official official. Return to the WWE to the main roster, uh, and you know, hopefully he he gets a run for you know, hopefully he goes back to NXT and gets a chance to you know run with the NXT Championship maybe, or comes up to the main roster and has a run. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, speaking of, we actually were talking about Randy Orton uh, from uh, Battleground. He also had a match. <laughs> well, he had a segment with yeah. the Miz. Then he had a match where we saw the Miz take two RKO's to send a message to Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that? On just seeing those RKO's? <laughs> I mean, that shows you that you know. Randy Orton is going to, you know, probably working his way back to being able to do 
you know, full matches and everything like that, with you know, being out for nine months, that shoulder injury and everything like that. Um, but that kind of that kind of diminishes the Miz, who has been a pretty has been a pretty good Intercontinental Champion. He's played that role so well with his wife, Maurice, and you know, I used to not really be a big fan of the Miz, but over the last few months, you know, with this gimmick he has, I, you know, I kind of dig it. You know, it's, he's definitely playing that role so well, and, you know, just adding in Maurice to the, to the picture just kind of, you know, it, you know, builds that up a little bit more because, you know, she's there to, like, hype him up and everything like that. I definitely, I definitely enjoy the gimmick. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I cannot hate on the Miz. <laughs> I cannot hate on a guy. I mean, the man has put on. He's put up a solid reign since he's really came back as the A-lister. Then you add his wife to the mix. I mean. Pure genius. Yeah. I, I definitely. I mean, I you can't like knock him. the man doing his reign because he's held that IC title down. He's made it real. He's made it relevant. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he did. Yes, he has. And I think he's going to definitely keep it re- relevant on SmackDown Live. He's going to put on some really good matches. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, you know, the Miz has definitely improved a lot over the years, and it's definitely can definitely put on some pretty good matches. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so. I think he's going to make it very much relevant in um, in, the, in the long run. But eventually, he's going to drop that championship. When we won't know. He's already. Had that belt for over a hundred, over a hundred and ten days. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what's, ha- what's going to happen. Honestly, uh, I was pushing for Darren Young to get it done, but uh, he is on roll, so we can't really say that now. Right. And I believe that will close out, close us out on wrestling. Congrats to Dolph Ziggler, though, man. That man has been grinding and took a step back, and now he's back in the main event light against uh, Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam. I mean, that's that's awesome. Uh, that is so awesome to see that. It really is. Because, I mean, at one point, uh, it was like that. It was like the WWE pretty much gave up on him. But to see him now, finally, after taking a step back for a few years, to see him back in that main event spotlight, going for a world title. This is something that sh- that should have been in play for him. I mean, yes, he is a former world champion, but, I mean, you look at his two rings, I mean, man, there was really nothing special about him. Hopefully, he will get his time to really shine. I mean, I'm not going to 
say I hope Ambrose loses or I won't say he's going to lose at SummerSlam, but I, I have a pretty good feeling that he might drop that belt to Dolph Ziggler. Right now, Dolph Ziggler is riding an all-time high. He's on a different level than he's used to being, and he's finally getting that type of he's finally getting that type of a push that he deserves. So hopefully SmackDown, him being on SmackDown Live can rejuvenate his career. And right now it it looks like it's doing that. Hopefully that it just won't be, oh, just for one pay-per-view. Yeah, I think I, I hope that this won't be, you know, one of those one-time deals. And then next thing you know, he's back, you know, jobbing the guys like Baron Corbin or anybody else. You know, hopefully he gets to. Yeah, he's already been. He's already really been down that route. Yeah, hopefully he gets to really be up there and be in, be in the spotlight. That'd be good. But now let's move on to the football side of things. Man, it's been hot in the NFL for the past week. We have stories out of the ass. <laughs> Dude, uh, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Okay. First, I would like to address all the players who have announced their retirement. Former Arizona Cardinals in San Francisco 49, a defensive tackle, Derek, Derek Dockett, I mean, Darnell Dockett, retired on Monday. Yep. Uh, former Green Bay Packers receiver, well, Green Bay Packers, Miami Dolphins, and Minnesota Viking receiver, Greg Jennings, also announced his retirement via YouTube. Football is over. I'm done. And last but not least, we have a retirement from Vikings defensive tackle Kevin Williams, who was uh, re-signed by the Vikings on a one-day contract so he could retire as a Viking. He announced it. He is announcing his retirement. So that's three players that have announced their retirement. But it's funny, though, because I found an article on the 2016 All-Retirement Team. Yes, they made a 2016 All-Retirement Team of 22 players who announced their retirement. And this lineup is pretty solid. At quarterback, you have Peyton Manning. Running back, Marshawn Lynch. Your wide receivers. Megatron, Calvin Johnson, Greg Jennings, your slot receiver is Percy Harvin, tight end, Keith Miller, offensive tackle, the Brickishaw Ferguson, offensive line, Logan Mankins, Manny Ramirez, Phil Loudholt, 
and Eugene Monroe as your other offensive tackle. On the defense, defensive end, you have the defensive end, Jared Allen, B.J. Raji as your nose tackle, as your defensive tackle, Darnell Dockett as your other defensive tackle, and Justin Suck as your other defensive end. Linebackers would include John, B- John Beeson, Gerard Mayo, and A.J. Tarpley. Secondary, you have defensive back and longtime Chicago Bears great, Charles Tillman. Rashawn Mathis as the other cornerback. Your safeties will include Charles Woodson and Hassan Abdullah. And that is your 2016 all-retirement team. Exactly. That's a nice squad. That is a nice squad right there. I like that squad. Imagine imagine if that squad was actually put together by one franchise. <laughs> like through the draft. Actually built through the draft. Imagine it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man. Alright, let's go more. How about those cowboys? Man, how about them cowboys? How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Randy Gregory, this bad right here. So, wait, wait, wait. He goes from a four-game suspension to a ten-game suspension. Well, they haven't they haven't announced it yet. Uh, apparently, um, yeah, Randy Thanks, Gregory, who's already suspended <laughs> for the first four games of the, se- of the season, uh, is enrolling into a treatment program as he faces the prospect of an additional suspension uh, because, according to reports, um, he uh, he uh, may have he have, may have violated the substance abuse program, uh, which could bring the suspension to at least ten games because he he, he either tested positive or missed uh, he failed a drug test uh, and whatnot. So, dude. That's, and then Rolando McClain is serving a 10-game suspension, and DeMar, and Demarcus Lawrence is sitting out the first four games. So that 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 pass rush of the Cowboys is looking a little bit suspect right about now for the first like couple months of the season. Well, honestly, it was. I mean, it still looks suspect. I mean, because they really didn't have that much of a pass rush to begin with. But now you have three of your best defensive players out for a combination of the first four in the first ten games. I mean, this does not help this team right now. I mean, it's funny because a lot of Cowboys fans actually laughed at the Redskins because they drafted Randy Gregory, a player that there was mentions that we would want. Now, looking back at Randy Gregory, I mean, I'm glad we didn't draft him. I mean, right. no offense, but I mean, you come. I mean, you you got caught with some dumb shit before you got drafted. Then got hit yep. for the first four games of your rookie season. Yep. Like, uh, I mean, which he, way is up, guy? He failed. 
he failed his drug test at the NFL scouting combine, which caused his uh, draft stock to just pretty much go into a full downfall. He was a consensus top ten uh, talent, ended up getting drafted by the Cowboys in the second round. Uh, and he was also late to pre-draft interviews, uh, amid concerns about his ability to handle the mental rigors of professional football. Um, and now, you know, like you said, first four games of his rookie season, he sat on the bench, and uh, now he's sitting on the bench for the first four games of his sophomore season and possibly ten games of his sophomore season. And there's even talk that he may not even play again according to the brain trust of the Cowboys. Mm. So, yeah. Well, uh, Oh, my goodness. That guy. Oh, well, not my concern. Well, speaking of four-game suspension, Cleveland Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the NFL and will face a four-game suspension to start off the 2016 season. I'm At surprised. this point, I'm, 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 I'm actually hoping for Josh Warden right now. I hope that he, that he has learned from his past mistakes, and I hope that going, spending all his time away from professional football will help him focus on what's important. Yeah, I mean, hopefully this will be, this will be, this will open his eyes. This will be a wake-up call for him. Yeah, I'm surprised that he, he got reinstated. Like, many people have heard on this very program, me say that, you know, Josh Gordon, you know, no, no, no. Uh, same thing with uh, Blackman, Justin Blackman. But I guess the league is going to give Josh Gordon that chance to play you know, play football and, and, and make a living. So hopefully Josh Gordon doesn't, doesn't mess that up because if he messes that up, Trust and believe me, I'm going to be right back on here to this very program, and I'm going to be like, I told y'all not to trust that family. But let's see what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully he, he uh, you know, he gets, it, he gets it together. Hopefully he's gotten it together and he can go out there and, and be a very viable weapon for uh, RV3 and that Cleveland Browns offense. Except when they face us, we're going to beat the crap out of them. Anyway, okay. Okay. Uh... Moving, we're still sticking on football. One thing I wanted to point out, uh, former Minnesota Vikings head coach Dennis Green died last week at the age of 67. That, that was a shock. I loved it. Yeah, Green. that was a, I mean, he died last Friday. Like, God. Danny Green. I mean, that Danny was tough. Green was one. <laughs> He was one of the most underrated coaches in the league. One of the most underrated. I mean, he took he had that Minnesota Vikings team clicking on all cylinders the year that they almost went to the Super Bowl. 
They were one game away from the Super Bowl. They had the top offense in the league with Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and Randall Cunningham in his 40s out there slinging it like he was 20 years old again. They were looking don't, don't forget. Amazing. Don't forget about Robert Smith. Oh, yeah, Robert Don't forget Smith, about Robert field, Smith. Bruh, bruh, that whole, that People offense. People always forget was, about him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean to forget about it. It's just, all right, but, yeah, Rob, I mean, that whole <laughs> offense was just freaking amazing. And it caught, and it took uh, Morton Anderson life. having his first miss of his of the year of, like, first miss in, like, three years happened, and, they, and Atlanta ended up going to the Super Bowl. It was, to, it was the first miss in two years. Yeah, and then Atlanta went to the Super Bowl and got just routed by Denver as John Elway well, goes back to actually, that championship and goes out in a, in, a, in a blaze of glory. Minnesota had a chance to put that game away before that missed field goal. <laughs> they had chances to put away that game. That game shouldn't have been what it was. At all. I mean, Atlanta did not belong on the same field as that Minnesota team. That game should have been over at halftime. But Minnesota let them stick around. Plus, John Randall getting hurt in that game did not help them either. I mean, John Randall was the heart and soul of their defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Without him, that favor. Minnesota defense could not stop the run. <laughs> they could not stop the Falcons. They could not stop the Dirty Bird. Nope. Uh, but rest in peace, Danny Green. Danny Green, we will miss you. 2006 is taking no prisoners. 2006 is handing out so many L's right now. Like, I, I can't take it. Exactly. Uh, also facing a suspension, Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That. Suspension for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. This guy. Uh, I just find Ezekiel Elliott. He got Ezekiel Elliott. Yo, that story is so crazy. Well, reported on Friday, he was accused of domestic violence, and there was a report earlier today that came out that. His case will be investigated. <laughs> it seems like every twist, every, every around every turn is something else with that story with with Elliot. And, and every, if, as many people remember, he was drafted by who? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Well, since we're still on the Cowboys, well, since we went back to the Cowboys, another thing happened to them over the weekend. One of their team buses, actually, one of their team buses was in a four-way, was in a deadly crash between the uh, their team bus and a car. Yeah. There was no player on the bus, but the driver of the car, the, the driver and the passengers of the car did sustain more than just injuries. No one was harmed on the bus, though. 
But to the people who were were in that car that was crushed by the bus, um, prayers going out to those in their families. Because, I mean, it's tragic for anyone to be in a car crash or any type of anything. Very sad situation uh, that occurred out there. Uh, you never want that to happen. Uh, always tragic. Um, yeah. We make clown the we make clown the cowboys. You know, being arrested fast and everything. Oh, that, we'll that, never that, stop that. that but yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I don't want to see about. nobody get hurt though. Yeah, that's nothing to joke about at all. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, 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 it was rough. Oh, your boy Alden Smith. You know what? We're not we're not even gonna talk about that. Why your man, your man him? did enough damage. Why? Why? He hey, you posted the article. <laughs> you posted the article <laughs> in the group. And that why got me, man? That ain't my boy, that, man. That, 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 that that's going to be him? your. That's your. You got you. You're taking a. Uh, you're going to have to take up take responsibility for it because you shared the article of him uh, making a video of him on that good stuff. Um, yeah. He going to, no, he going to he's, take this he's suspended. He going to take honestly, this hell, I, honestly, I think I think he is uh, more damaging than Charge Wardens at this point. I can't deal with this dude. Because, I mean, like, seriously, I mean, his L's are worse than Josh Wardens. I'm sorry. I don't care what I say. This guy actually did a video of him just, bruh, do you not care about your career at all? It doesn't mean nothing to you. Anywho, another article from earlier this week, Peyton Manning is cleared of all PED use after NFL investigation. No credible evidence that Peyton was provided with or used HGH or other prohibited substances by the league's PED policy. That's no shot. And Redskins Nation, we have... we have two stories for you. First one coming in uh, is outside linebacker Junior Gillette has sustained a torn Achilles and will be out for the entire season again. For those who remember, Gillette last season tore his Achilles, came back during the offseason and tears the other one. At this point, should he retire? Yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, I mean, you tell one the year before, then you tell the other one the following year. Like, at this point, dude, save, the, save whatever is left of your body and call it a career. Hopefully he can get a job as a – on somebody's coaching staff or 
uh, announce team or analyst, whatever. But as of right now, with two torn Achilles, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't risk it, bro. Right. Right. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. He needs to. He needs. He needs to go ahead and just hang it up. Because yeah. There's no telling what can happen next season. If he does come back, he might f around and tear one of those two up again, and then at that point, it's just like your quality of life is in trouble at this point. You might as well just let let it go. Yeah, he might as well just say goodbye. Other uh, headline for uh, Redskins Nation. Uh, Washington Redskins owner Dan Snyder in honor of Chief, the late Chief Z, Snyder paid for Chief Z's funeral. That is a stand-up. That was the most stand-up thing I've seen uh, Dan Snyder do since he's been the owner of this team. Uh, to pay for Chief D's funeral, he was laid to rest on uh, Wednesday today uh, up in Capitol Heights, uh, up in Maryland. And um, the fact that he paid for it uh, is, was, is one of the most stand-up things I've seen Dan Snyder do since he's been the owner. Uh, the other stand-up thing he did was also for Chief Z. Uh, as Chief Z got up there in years, it became difficult for Chief Z to walk. And so Dan Snyder actually bought him a scooter so that he can he can uh, navigate his way around FedEx Field. Uh, so uh, Snyder has definitely, you know, looked out for Chief Z uh, throughout, you know, throughout the years because, you know, everybody knows Chief Z is like the ultimate super fan and has been the ultimate super fan of this team for several decades. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's, it's only fitting that the last thing that was done to Chief Z was that his funeral would be paid for by uh, Mr. Snyder. That was that was, that was was great. That was a great thing. That yeah, it has to be for that. Yeah, at first it was, he, it was an anonymous donor, but the, it was revealed that he was the anonymous donor, which is awesome, you know. I mean, it really was. Uh, sticking into the NFC East, uh, Tom Copeland reportedly to join the NFL NFL's football operations department. Like football. I guess Tom Copeland will die. As an employee of the NFL, well, I mean, Coughlin spent 12 years uh, in New York and got two Super Bowls. And prior to that, was uh, uh, was Jacksonville Jaguars head coach for eight years. We so spent like 20 years as a head coach, so I think he's bringing a great deal of, of experience and, and knowledge. Uh, to the football operations department. Uh, it doesn't seem like his role has been, um, it, it hasn't been said, you know, what his uh, actual title will be. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he's going to be, he's going to be a welcome addition to that department. And it's just obvious that he, you know, he wasn't feeling 
being retired, being 69. He's like, you know, retirement. Yeah, F that. Yeah, he, uh, age is not stopping him from doing anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. uh, we have some fresh releases. One, kick returner Devin Hester has been released from the Atlanta Falcons. And quarterback Nick Foles has been released by the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, well, the the release, Foles was released by the Rams was of no surprise because he requested it. Uh, He's been disgruntled ever since the L.A. Rams took uh, Jared Goff as the number one overall pick. So it was basically just one of those situations where it was just like, okay, uh, y'all obviously don't want me here, so just, you know, get rid of me. So much so that um, Nick Foles agreed to have his guaranteed salary for the year lowered from $1.75 million to just $1 million so that he can be released. Um, so that's how, again, that's how serious he was about being out of L.A. Well, so, uh, this opens yeah. the door for him and teams who are still in need a big quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, I mean, you LA have quite is, a few teams I need. They're still using. And then L.A., LA, you know, they're good on quarterback depth because, you know, you have Goff, the number one overall pick, who, you know, many scouts have said he's already pro-ready and could probably start uh, week one. You have uh, undrafted free agent, former undrafted free agent Case Keenum, who has uh, veteran experience and has some playoff experience. And you also have uh, Sean Manning, who was the Rams' third-round pick last year when they were in St. Louis. And then when you have second-year running back Todd Gurley uh, back, there, uh, back there for a second season, uh the Rams, they could be all right. I don't really think they really need uh, Nick Foles, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. But there are some teams that could possibly use the services of Nick Foles. Well, I know one team that don't the need name him. name of he? I know well, one team that don't need him, the New York Jets. I, yep, nope, not at all. Nope, because they resigned Ryan Fitzpatrick a, to a one-year deal worth twelve million dollars. Yep. So Fitz will be back in the green and white for another season. Yep, <laughs> speaking yeah. of speaking of former quarterbacks, though, um, yeah. Ex-NFL quarterback Marcus Vick was caught on video running from cops and captured at gunpoint. Marcus Vick is a lost cause. He's a lost cause. Point white period. Lost cause. I mean, his brother slipped up with the dog fighting, but his brother said, lost it, you know, paid his debt to society, moved on, and, you know, was able to, you know, get his career back on track. Marcus, that little, that that dude right there, boy, I tell you, he just can't do no right for nothing. 
Man, I, 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 I'm I done with it. I, I was done with the dude like years ago, but somebody needs to reach out to this dude. I mean, this dude is about is 32. Like, come on, bruh. There's certain things you just cannot be doing at your age. I mean, I know it's hard out here, but bruh. Like, this Bama is the Lawrence, he's the Lawrence Phillips of this generation. If you keep on, he's going to end up but like Lawrence Phillips. Well, speaking of, well, we actually have, I actually have another injury update that I posted. The Chiefs placed Jamal Charles on the pub list. They're not going to have Charles. They're not going to have Jamal Charles for the first uh, for the first eight games of the season. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, do I move on from? Do I move on in the running back position? Nope. No. No. I do. I do. I, no. No. Jamal Charles. I think Jamal Charles still has something has something left in the tank, and you know, give you give him those eight weeks, and I'm telling you, week nine when he comes back, the Chiefs are going to be a whole different team, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with, and, and things of that and that things of that nature. I mean, you do going to you do have Sharchandrick uh, West. Uh, back there also, so you know you end up with Jadrick Russ and Jamal Charles splitting carries, and I think you have a very, very, very intimidating backfield uh, going uh, going into the second half of the season uh, later on the season. Okay, here's why I say yes. <sighs> They should they move on from they should move on from Jamal Charles because one they do have Jadrick uh, whatever his name is West I can't pronounce it I'm sorry um and they also have another young running back in Nile Davis they have two run, two good running backs who can produce and split the carries at this point in Jamal Charles's career he's getting close to that thirty mark if he's not thirty already. And he cannot get you through an entire NFL season. It's like every time you look up, this guy is injured. Yes, he is an amazing running back. He he can catch out the backfield. He can run through people. He can run over people. But he cannot stay healthy. The guy now twenty nine will be. He'll be 30 this December. At this point, it was career. I mean, if I'm the Chiefs, I will start looking for his replacement. Matter of fact, Jamal Charles' birthday is is Jamal Charles' birthday. It's actually the same day as my son's birthday, uh, December 27th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I mean, looking looking at Jamal Charles's career, he's been injured every year that he's been into the NFL. At this point, I would look at him as, okay, it's time for us to move on at this position. Kansas City has two good running backs. 
one of them is bound to be a suitable replacement. Hell, what? Hell, both might be a suitable replacement. But at this point, I think they should just move on from Jamal Charles. See if you can trade him when he's healthy or just cut your ties with him. Okay, a few stories I want to get out of the way, non-football related, before I go into my rant. Because we have 26 minutes left. I mean, ooh, not 26, but we have six minutes left. Okay. The first story goes... The first story goes into college basketball. Ohio, uh, ooh, or, ooh, Oklahoma State former basketball player uh, Tyreek Cogger uh, passed away. Passed away. It's actually an article of the head coach breaking down due to the tragic death. But Tyreek uh, Tyreek transfer just transferred from Cape Fear Community College in North Carolina. He was rated the 21st best junior college prospect in the nation, averaging 12 points and seven rebounds a game. He signed with Oklahoma State on June 27th and was on campus for two weeks before tragedy struck. University university officials say. Cogger was participating in a workout at Boone Chicken Stadium around 5 p.m. on Thursday. Authorities say who did not uh, appear to be struggling during a workout but sat down at the top of the stairs when the workout was finished. At that point, other players and staff members went over to him and noticed something was wrong. Immediately, trainers called 911 and firefighters arrived at the stadium less than five minutes later. A short time later, he was rushed to a hospital. Tragically, he was pronounced dead at 6 p.m., 6.23 p.m. University, university officials say they go through a serious and, serious and thorough series of health tests, which gave them no indication that Hogger was suffering from any health issues. At this point, authorities have not determined what caused his death. Wow. Rest in peace. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, the WNBA, their players actually were on the verge of a boycott in support of Black Lives Matter. Last week, they it started off that they was going to get fined for uh, wearing their uh, jerseys inside out. And now that that decision has been all fines have been dropped against the WNBA players who actually staged, who actually uh, were speaking against police brutality. The NBA pulls the 2017 All-Star Game from Charlotte due to the whole, well, you already know it was, it was an H2B yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the yeah, anti uh, the anti gay lesbian. H B two, yeah, H B two, yes. So the NBA, the 2017 All Star Game will no longer be in Charlotte. Wow, good job, North Carolina. 
Uh, I believe that's all stories. And since we're on the subject of Black Lives Matter, for those who haven't been really following sports, Carmelo Anthony has led has led a protest through the position of being a sports figure. From the from him making an announcement a week a couple of weeks ago to him, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul standing up at the ESPYS to him blasting the NBA for uh, finding the players for standing up for Black Lives Matter, and now him just being an overall activist. This story actually now connects to the comments that Mike the uh, comments that Michael Jordan made. For those who are unaware, Michael Jordan actually broke his silence and decided to donate one million to the NAACP and to uh to the police. In a stance where he pretty much feels though that he's being mutual, I mean neutral because uh, he feels though that there is good law enforcement out here, and he also wants to give back to the Afri- African American communities. But even though I mean, but with this action, Michael Jordan has taken a he's taken he's taken a huge a huge hit. I mean, he's trying to build trust between police and the community, but he's still getting criticized for people saying, oh, why you don't do this? Why you ain't do that? Like, on the other day, ESPN Inc. actually tried to bash him for not donating anything to Black Lives... Oh, God, that was loud. Not donating anything to Black Lives Matter. Here's my problem with that. And here's my problem to anyone who's criticizing this man for actually doing something. One, if you have a problem with what he did, your problem is not with him. Your problem is with yourself. With yourself, the simple fact that you are bashing another black man because he's doing something that you're not doing. You want to address this man for not donating to the Black Lives Matter? Here's my question to you. What have you donated to Black Lives Matter? You want to talk about, oh, he's just now saying something. First of all, guy had a problem when he didn't say anything. Now he says something and y'all still have a problem. People need to get over themselves. Y'all want to be like, F him, F them, F him, F him. What have you done? Who have you donated anything to? Who are you helping? Who are you supporting? Who in the hell are you to judge someone that does more in a year for charity than you will do in your lifetime? And I'm not just talking about donating money. I'm talking about actually voicing, making your voice known. I'm talking about actually donating your time, protesting. Supporting, etc. What are you doing? 
what have you done? For the simple fact that you've got these so-called woke African-Americans talking about, oh, Jordan don't care. He doesn't even like his people. First of all, please, please, cut, cut the crap. Everybody keeps saying that he said that he don't like black people. Please, have some facts of that. Show something of him not, of him saying that he doesn't like black people. Next, please quit it with the, he invests in prisons. First of all, that's the wrong Michael Jordan. He does not own a prison. The Michael Jordan that people keep mixing him up with is a Caucasian male from the state of Oregon. But let's say if he did invest in prisons, do you know how many black millionaires invest in prisons? More than you will know. But it hurts me. It aggravates me to see so many African Americans down our own because they don't feel that they're doing what's right for us. First of all, all, our wealthy African Americans who worked for theirs don't owe you anything. You are a grown-ass person. Make the difference for your life on your own. Be your own leader. Bust your ass so you can get to where you want to be in life. Make your life whatever you want it, want it to be. Don't bash someone else because of who they are, what they have done, and what they're doing. Who the hell are you to tell someone what to do with their money, what to do with their time, especially where you're not doing the same yourself? I'm sick and tired of black people doing this. It's sickening. It's sad. Y'all want to be woke? That's great. But wake up and look in the mirror at some of the stupid stuff y'all do too. Look in the mirror of all the other African Americans that you bash. Y'all want to bash Jordan because there's a woman saying he don't like black people? But y'all bash your own race on a daily basis. Every day. You don't say you don't like black people, but you show it in ways. Hell, you hating on another African American is the same thing as you saying that you don't like African Americans. We hate on our own when our own succeeds instead of supporting it. How can you bash one man, say that he could do more when you don't even support your own? You don't support your own businesses. You don't support your own banks, etc. So how can you say that this man ain't shit when in real in reality you're not shit? Wake the fuck up, people. Hey, that yo. I think that I think that, that that's the end of the show right there. That, that's the end of the show. Ain't 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 nothing else need to be said. Ain't nothing else need to be talked about. That's the end of the show. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, all the shit I see on Facebook, like, really, I mean, y'all go from Black Lives Matter to 
passing judgment on other African Americans. Seriously? This is why black people are in a position that they are they're in now. Well, it's one of the reasons. I mean, we don't get much help in society, but we hold our own back from achieving by lack of support, by jealousy, by judgment, by all these other negative characteristics instead of supporting, instead of being proud, instead of taking up for our own. We bash our own more than any other race does. But yet, you still want to blame other people. It's not his fault that your kids are getting shot over his product. But for those parents who are killing and stealing for material things, it's your fault that your child is out here doing these things. He's not selling guns. He's not telling your kids, oh, if you can't afford my shit, rob somebody else. He's not out here doing that. Take over your household. Invest into your children. Y'all want to stop black on black crime? It starts with us. Jordans wouldn't have any with Jordans wouldn't have any 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 value if they didn't have material value. That's it. People wouldn't desire Jordans if they had no material value. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> well, like I said, that's the end of the show right there. Ain't nothing else we can say. That's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, because we're actually eight minutes we'll do now. Uh, well, it's been fun, y'all. It's been real. This has been another episode of the Skybox. Y'all have heard my rant. Hopefully, I might uh, share. The, I might actually share uh, to, tonight's show tomorrow. Because honestly, I want my rant to really be heard. But. Tune in tomorrow night. We have Two Sides of the Story presents The Mic Chat. Friday night, we have Two Sides of the Story presents His and Hers. And we'll be back next Wednesday night, 10 p.m., 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. All right, y'all, we out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.